Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is February 23rd. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're going to continue in 2 Nephi chapter 9. We are still in this discourse of Jacob, and he's talking about God's plan of salvation for his children and the Savior's role in that plan. We talked a couple days ago about how Jacob praises God, how he just says, oh, how great the holiness of our God, how great the mercy, how great the justice. And he just talks about how wonderful our Father in heaven is. And it's interesting because as I was reading this chapter today, I realized that this chapter is basically President Nelson's talk, Thinking Celestial, in Book of Mormon form. It's talking about the plan of salvation. It's talking about God's desire for his children. It's talking about salvation that comes through Jesus Christ and the importance of focusing on holy things. So we left off yesterday at verses 28 and 29. Starting in verse 30, Jacob is going to start warning his people of certain behaviors and certain attitudes. He's given us a bunch of O's. Oh, how great the goodness. Oh, how great the mercy. He's given us all these O's. Now he's going to start giving us a bunch of woes, things that we need to watch out for or be wary of. Verse 30, he talks about woe unto the rich who are rich as to the things of the world. He's talking about being careful of materialism, being careful of focusing too much on the worldly things. Verse 31, woe unto the deaf that will not hear, woe unto the blind that will not see, woe unto the uncircumcised of heart, meaning those who refuse to covenant with God even in their hearts. Woe unto the liar, woe unto the murderer, woe unto them who shall commit whoredoms, woe unto those that worship idols. And so he's warning about all these sins, all these attitudes that can pull us down and pull us away from Christ. But then he's going to teach us something beautiful. He's going to teach us the remedy for all the things that he has just spoken of. He's going to teach us the remedy to a worldly mind and a sinful nature. Listen to what he says. Verse 39, remember that to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life eternal. Now, it's kind of one of those clever, fun things. Spiritually minded is life eternal spells smile. I don't think that that was done on purpose because English wasn't the original language of the Book of Mormon, but it is kind of a fun thing that helps us remember that phrase. But it makes us wonder If being spiritually minded is how we overcome the temptations of the adversary, if it's how we overcome worldliness, then what does it mean to be spiritually minded? And how do we accomplish that for ourselves? Like I said, I think that President Nelson's talk, Think Celestial, is a great summation or a great recap, I guess, of this discourse of Jacob. They talk about very similar things. So I'm going to quote quite a bit from that talk today. If we're talking about being spiritually minded, President Nelson teaches us that we can do that as we are forward thinking, if we're thinking with the end in mind. Listen to what he says. Mortality is a masterclass in learning to choose the things of greatest eternal import. Far too many people live as though this life is all there is. However, your choices today will determine three things, where you will live throughout all eternity, the kind of body with which you will be resurrected, and those with whom you will live forever. So, think celestial. 
in my first message as president of the church, I encouraged you to begin with the end in mind. This means making the celestial kingdom your eternal goal and then carefully considering where each of your decisions while here on earth will place you in the next world. So if I were to say this in a different way, the way I teach my kids, I've taught it here on this podcast as well, is essentially President Nelson is teaching us what the Cheshire cat taught Alice when she was lost in the woods. Remember, she's wandering along and there are different signs pointing different paths out. When she meets the Cheshire cat, she asks which path she should take. He asks where she wanted to go. And when she said that she didn't know where she wanted to go, the Cheshire cat said, then it doesn't matter what path you take, any path will get you there. President Nelson is teaching us and Jacob is teaching us that if we know where we want to end up, if we keep that ultimate destination, that ultimate goal in mind, it empowers us and it enables us to make decisions that will ultimately lead us there. When we know where we want to end up, then it does indeed matter what path we take. Being spiritually minded means we are thinking about that ultimate end goal. It means that we are thinking celestial. Being spiritually minded gives us strength in this life to make everyday choices that will get us where we ultimately want to end up. A couple of years ago, Elder Teixeira wrote an article for what was then the Enzyme, and his article was called Choose to Be Spiritually Minded. He related being spiritually minded to his granddaughter, his five-year-old granddaughter, learning how to ride a bicycle. As she was beginning to learn, she ended up biking up a hill and across a bridge. And when her parents were amazed at how well she could bike, she said, it's easy that she just holds on and keeps pedaling. And in a lot of ways, my friends, being spiritually minded is similar. We just hold on and we keep moving forward as best we can. Elder Teixeira gave us a few different ways, a few things that we could focus on to help us be more spiritually minded. He said that the first thing we need to do is to be in tune with our Heavenly Father and the Savior. I don't think it's a coincidence that here in 2 Nephi chapter 9, Jacob spends almost the entire time teaching us about the character of God and the power of the Savior to redeem, and then tells us to be spiritually minded. As we reflect more fully and more frequently on the nature of our Father in heaven and his love for us, and as we remember what the Savior has done and can do for us, it can help us become more spiritually minded as we reflect and think upon them more frequently. Second, he tells us that we should love God. And loving God in a way that's going to help us become spiritually minded is more than just saying that we love God. It's about developing a deep relationship with him. That relationship happens as we spend time with him in prayer, in the scriptures, in the temple. But as we love God, we will have a greater desire and a deeper desire to build our relationship with him and spend time with him. Next, he tells us to remember what the Savior did for us. Again, this echoes what Jacob was teaching the people. But I think it's important to remember and to keep a fuller picture of the Savior's grace and of his mercy. The Savior's atonement isn't just making up for our sins. It's not just taking a magic eraser to the mistakes we make every day. The Savior's atonement is the enabling power not just to redeem us from sin, 
but to strengthen us and to make us better so that we're not just justified and returned to status quo, but we are sanctified and made holy through his enabling grace. Next, we're told that we need to recognize spiritual things, focusing on the spirit, promptings that come from the spirit, focusing on the tender mercies that come into our lives every single day can help us develop a greater degree of spirituality and can help us be more spiritually minded. In my mind, my friends, being spiritually minded is a lot like rowing a raft up a stream. It's so easy when we're rowing a raft upstream to maybe get tired a little bit and to stop rowing quite as hard. But when we do that, we will find that our raft will move backwards just by nature of being in the stream. My friends, being spiritually minded works in a similar way. We are living in an upstream world. And if we quit our efforts, if we slack off in our prayers or in our scripture study, if we stop attending the temple just by nature of where we live, just by nature of living in this world, we will begin to slide backwards. So we continue pressing forward. We continue that forward motion, even if it's slow, even if it is minimal. We just continue our efforts pushing forward keeping a focus on our loving Father in heaven and what the Savior has done for us. If we will do this with continuous effort, we can become more spiritually minded as we begin to think celestial. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.